Welcome, Art Curious listeners, to our new bonus series, A Little Curious. A Little Curious will populate in your show feed automatically in the weeks in between our normal episodes this season, and we'll provide you with short and sweet bonus content about the unexpected, the slightly odd, and the strangely wonderful in art history. Hey, Art Curious listeners. Before we start, I want to give you a heads up that I have a brand new ebook out. Have you ever wanted to learn how to do what I do and create a successful podcast of your very own? Let me help you. In Podcast Perfection, The Right Questions and Tools for Starting a Winning Audio Show, I take you step-by-step through the process of planning and executing your own audio show. This book is only available for purchase on Amazon, or you can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. So check it out. Search for Podcast Perfection on Amazon right now and make it yours. That's Podcast Perfection on Amazon. There are over 90,000 people missing at any time, and over half a million are reported missing every year. And that's just in the United States. I'm Mike Morford. And I'm Jess Betancourt. And in our podcast, Missing Persons, we discuss cases of people who have gone missing under mysterious circumstances. And we're joined in each episode by guests who are either related to the missing person, investigating their disappearance, or advocating for answers in the case. Missing Persons is available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and there are dozens of episodes to binge on right now. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. This week's topic, the deep relationship between Michelangelo Buonarroti and a sweet art patron and poet, Vittoria Colonna. A couple of hundred years ago, there was some gossip going around about our friend Michelangelo, one of the greatest artists of the Italian Renaissance, and indeed, of all time. It was said that he had been involved in a secret romance, a very passionate love affair, with a woman by the name of Vittoria Colonna. On top of being an incredible visual artist, Michelangelo was also a prolific poet, And among the over 300 poems that he left behind after his 1564 death, there were many sonnets that seemed to be pretty lovey-dovey in nature, and some poems, it was noted, were directed towards a woman named Vittoria Colonna. So, who was Colonna, and what was her real connection to Michelangelo? A child of a respectable Roman family, Vittoria Colonna was born in either 1490 or 1492, those dates are in somewhat of dispute, and she experienced a very comfortable childhood and early adulthood one that would become even more comfortable from a financial perspective after her early widowhood in her 30s. With the return of her substantial dowry, which was provided back to her after her husband's death, and considering the fact that she had no children to care for, Colonna became two things at once, very rich and very free to do whatever she wanted with the rest of her life. Not that Colonna was willing to just linger. She was profoundly devout, and she considered for a time becoming a nun, However, this never came to pass, and the reasons why are a bit too long for our conversation today suffice to say that Colonna's family was on the Pope's bad side, and he just didn't want to have to deal with her and her family. So Colonna's hopes of joining a convent were set aside, and she instead turned to another great passion, poetry. Again, it must be noted that Vittoria Colonna wasn't just a dabbler sitting at home, penning random moon-june type of verses. She was really, really good, and very successful. According to an article published on the Artsy website in February 2018, which I'll link into the show's blog post, Colonna made an impact on progressive authors of her time, as well as those who then came after. And in particular, she was one of the very few poets outside of the clergy who wrote religious-themed sonnets placing her in rarefied company indeed, and making her an innovator and trendsetter. 
According to Dr. Abigail Brunden, the chair of the Faculty of Modern and Medieval Languages at the University of Cambridge, quote, the way in which she used lyric poetry to write about her relationship with Christ is entirely new. So how did this amazing poet get in contact with the great Michelangelo? Well, there's no documentation to prove it, but it looks like they met sometime in the 1530s and became friends immediately, sensing a true kinship between them. Both, for example, wanted to take creative craftsmanship to a new level, Michelangelo with art and Colonna with poetry, and they both saw their works and lives through a lens of strong faith and spiritual belief. Their relationship was primarily epistolary, which means that they had mainly contacted through letters, swapping poems and penning truly affectionate notes to one another throughout their lives, about their thoughts, dreams, and naturally their creative endeavors. Michelangelo even sent Colonna some illustrations, including some drawings that she herself commissioned from him, making her an emotionally invested, if somewhat minor, patron and muse for the artist. The Artsy article also notes that there is a tender and occasionally concerned tone that one can find in Colonna's responses to Michelangelo, similar to that of a mother. Did she act for him as some kind of surrogate mother, considering that his own mother died when he was just six years old? It might seem a little odd to imagine someone mothering a person 15 years her senior, but at the same time, it's sweet to know that a person like Vittoria Colonna was looking out for the well-being of Michelangelo, someone who was notably bristly, difficult, and pretty unkempt. Not too long after his death, though, when Michelangelo's poems were being considered and analyzed by his family, particularly his nephew, something odd happened. It was noted that some of Michelangelo's poetry had a very obvious homoerotic bent, and that many of his sonnets themselves were composed to Michelangelo's beloved Tommaso de Calvagheri. In a moment of homophobia that was rather widespread at the time, and unfortunately for many, many years to come, Michelangelo's nephew changed any gender-identifying pronouns or phrases from male to female, making it seem like his love poems were written towards women instead of men, as Michelangelo was most certainly gay. This act, combined with the existing and numerous letters specifically to Colonna, meant that historians wrongly put two and two together and asserted that Michelangelo and Colonna must have been lovers. Because A, it couldn't possibly have been okay for two men to love each other, and B, it was certainly equally impossible for a woman and man to simply be friends. Luckily, by the end of the 19th century, researchers had begun to unravel the details of this gossipy legend, and in 1893, English biographer John Addington Simons put some rumors to rest, noting, quote, The world seems unable to take interest in a man unless it can contrive to discover a love affair in his career, he chided. Romancers and legend makers, therefore, have forced Vittoria Colonna to play the role of Juliet in Michelangelo's life drama. Passionate romance or deeply committed and inspiring friendship? Now we, in the 21st century, know the truth about the relationship between Michelangelo and Vittoria Colonna. And honestly, it's even better, more interesting than the gossip mills could have imagined. For more stories of the unexpected, the slightly odd, and the strangely wonderful in art history, subscribe now to the Art Curious Podcast on the podcatcher of your choice, or download and listen in on our website, artcuriouspodcast.com. <laughs>